Episode, our pilot episode, if you will. Uh, I'm James. I'm Mark. And I'm Chris. And we are Man Bites God, and we rehearsed that intro for hours. And Mark, would you like to start us off? Yeah, certainly. I have a, have a list of fact bombs to to <laughs> drop on y'all. If we do this segment every week, can yeah. we call this segment Fact Bombs? <laughs> Absolutely. Can we have a theme song? Oh, uh, sure. Can the theme song be Ooh, Fact Bombs? <laughs> I, was, uh, I thought I thought you were gonna go with fact bomb, fact bomb. <laughs> You're a fact bomb. Uh, so yes, it, it being our pilot episode, we thought we'd 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 keep on topic, as it were, and and talk about pilots. Yep. Good um, fact bomb. <laughs> uh, the world's most famous pilot uh, is Pontius Pilate. <laughs> he See flew. That one? See that one coming? He, f- he flew the good ship Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, Pontius Pilate invented the popular exercise Pilates, <laughs> which was named after him but mispronounced. I see. Yeah. That's true, actually. I think the first move in, in Pilates is to do the cross. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the world's second most famous pilot is John Travolta. Yeah, he's best yeah. known for starring in a Greek film about 40-year-old high school students. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, that's true. Yeah. That is true. And that film was called Face Off. <laughs> uh, the world's third most famous pilot is a is a pilot whale. Um, it's a twenty foot long mammal. Yep. And well, just any particular pilot whale? Well, no, all of them. Barry, the species, the, the species, okay. I guess. Um, uh, the pilot whale is actually a very social uh, animal and can be, often be found in groups of twenty to ninety. Yes. <laughs> Frequenting inner city bars. Yep. They spent a lot of time on Facebook. <laughs> Fact bomb. That's a that's great good. that's a good segment. It's I'm, a good segment, I'm, I'm excited by that segment. I'm surprised that you didn't you didn't go for another famous pilot mm. is um, the pilot light. Oh, that's a good one. That's, it. that's how Pontius <laughs> Pilot found Jesus. Yeah. yeah. And the pilot pen. I'm not sure we pilot you know, pen. Uh, are we, are we getting branding? into branding? I don't, I don't know. So. Or we could, uh, could, we, could we monetize this? Them, if we could monetize them, it, then sure. certainly. We don't have a sponsor. No. no. No sponsor. Maybe Pilot Pens would be interested. Yeah. If anybody is interested in sponsoring this, <laughs> call in. Wow. Five minutes in, we're asking for money. <laughs> Learn to dance today. There's fun in your feet. A tap step or two step for any new beat. Whirling and twirling is rhythm and grace. Learn to dance, our school is the place. If we're talking about pilots and we're talking about planes and things like that, it's my favourite plane story uh, of which I am experienced. I think everyone who's, you know, every musician who's ever toured has a, you know, you know, so much uh, shit is written in about airports or mm. about planes and stuff like that because yep. that's just what you do, you sit around. Yeah, airline food. Right. Airline food. What's yeah. the deal with it? I yeah. mean, oh, don't get me started, please. Um, but the um, but the the one I have is um, I was on a, a flight from Melbourne to Perth, which is a long flight. That mm. is a long flight. And I was very tired. I was I was going to play um, some cello somewhere in Perth, and um, I was just exhausted. And you know, because it's a long flight, it's across the whole of Australia. I was just so ready to have sleep because essentially I was going to have to get there and play, and so yeah. I really wanted sleep. 
for what is it like a five hour? Yeah, four and a half. Four hour. and a half hour thing, but you lose in this time. And uh. mm. anyway, I'm falling asleep, and it's going quite well. I, I have trouble sleeping on planes, but it's not going too badly. And I finally nod off, and I'm woken up by an announcement from the flight attendant. And the flight attendant, and I swear to God, this is true. The flight attendant says, ladies and gentlemen, we would like to advise you that there is a tiger walking up the (laughs) aisle of the plane. (laughs) No, not a hint of a joke. Not a hint of it. Literally, that is it. Now, I am mostly asleep. Yeah. And you know, know, like, you know, in the the mornings you hear the alarm and Mm. you kind of, you still kind of process it even though you're asleep. That... Processed, and I, I sort of woke up, and my first thought was, "What is the emergency procedure for when a tiger is?" And I, I literally, literally, I reached out and grabbed the little card in the front of the yeah. the thing, and looking desperately for the "What do you do if there's?" I knew where the exits were, yeah, but I don't know what you do when there is a tiger walking down the the aisle of your plane, and. I'm looking around and everybody else, and this was the crazy part, everybody else seemed very, very calm. For a tiger incident, mm. yeah. And so I was like, well, maybe I miss it. Maybe I dreamed it. There's a good chance I just nodded off and dreamed it. Yeah. And then I heard it again and I was fully awake and everyone heard it. And they're like, ladies and gentlemen, there is a tiger walking down the aisle of the plane. And everyone's like, huh, you know, and a, a bit, even a bit of a giggle. And I'm looking around going, what do you mean? What do you mean? Because as far as I know, tiger down the aisle of the plane, it's not even slang for anything. Like, that's not a cool way of saying anything. It's drug talk. Yeah. If it was, you know, hey, you, you want to put a tiger down the aisle of your plane? That I would understand. It's not, but there's no, you know, there's no. So I'm looking around until, and I finally, I, I, I look down the aisle and right at the end of the aisle, I can see a four-year-old child Dressed <laughs> as a tiger, <laughs> and and she's she's look. It was it cute? Yeah, it was cute because not only is she dressed as a tiger, but she's walking down the aisle, and periodically she's leaning over to passengers either side and going. Row, row, row. That's is that irresponsible? I'll throw it open. Is that irresponsible? Because this was essentially an emergency public address system used by the plane. Yes. If someone next to me had, had gone, hey, there's a tiger, that oh, you go, okay, that's funny. Yeah. But these were the flight attendants who, let's face it, they were fucking with me. That's yeah. not yeah. nice. I don't know if it's irresponsible, but geez, the quality of in-flight entertainment's gone down, <laughs> yeah. hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. What was really interesting was um when the tiger got, like, the, the little kid dressed as the tiger got a little further down the plane, she was actually uh, shot by two other children <laughs> dressed as poachers. <laughs> that, that didn't really happen. It just, I felt the story needed yeah. an out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah. grumpy. Yeah. I just, because I, I was asleep, and I, that's what woke me up, and I just couldn't see the humour of it. I couldn't no. see that it was cute. I couldn't see that it was lovely. I just, I really did just want to kill that kid. <laughs> <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a tiger flight. No, it wasn't. I oh. wasn't going to name the airline, but it wasn't a Tiger flight. In fact, possibly this was pre-Tiger. Right. Wow. Um, yeah. No, because if it had been a publicity stunt, then I would have really killed the kid. Yeah, and then it would have been great because it would have been man kills child dressed as Tiger on Tiger. You don't buy publicity <laughs> that good. No. Yeah. Different airline that I didn't want to mention. But mm. um, let's just say that out of the uh, Australian domestic airlines, it's the funky airline that yeah. does the... Mm-hmm. You know the funky... Yeah, you know, the, planes, cool, the cool announcements. They do the cool oh, announcements yeah, yeah. that are know. hilarious are so not funny. to yeah. anybody. Yeah. Hilarious. 
you know, turn, off, turn off all of your uh, electronic devices, including all hair dryers. <laughs> yeah. oh, fuck you. You know how many times I fly a plane and hear that joke? Fuck mm. you. Uh, but I think that's the, the thing is I think that even the I think even the people who work on those airlines, um, they're the ones who've heard it the most and they're probably the ones who've, who are just completely over it. And Do you think it's know. scripted? Do you think that that's scripted? Oh, absolutely. Scripted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's, oh, it's, it's, I've uh, heard it's, it it's planned yeah. corporate wackiness. Yeah. Oh, no. I didn't yeah. even think of that. That, that it's, cause I just thought, oh, it's some flight attendant. He thinks he's fucking Bill Hicks and he's, he's rocking the mic like a motherfucker. I didn't realize it was, oh, that's so sad if yeah. they make these people say it. Yeah. Oh fuck! I had, fuck I had, you, Virgin Airlines. There, <laughs> fuck you. Take uh, that! Fuck. We t- we How got- dare you enforce wackiness in? You know the last place I want wackiness: the sky. <laughs> I think the yeah, uh, we've we've just picked up one pen sponsor and lost I mean, one. We've lost airline. the airline. Um, uh. I like I like the other airlines because that you get on and it's like being in some kind of Eastern Bloc country <laughs> in the eighties. You will sit. You possibly will die. You will have the food. You will get off the plane. I like that. Yeah, I yeah. like not. I like- not, not wacky. Oh, look at us having a bit of a fly in the clouds. Um, no, I was I was in a plane once, and uh, and the the stewardess had a really thick accent, and I think I might have been in in Europe somewhere. Mm. Um, so technically, she didn't have an accent. No, you I had an accent. accent. You fucking racist. Regardless, <laughs> I was the one interpreting what she said. Right, and um, For the other person, it was actually. <laughs> That must have been really annoying. Except I think it was. I think it was. I South- think what she means is sandwiches. I so think yeah. it was a South African accent, okay. which you know, takes it completely out of all that. That's not in Europe, but you know. That what was you. funny? <laughs> <laughs> but what was funny was um, she said uh, the word hips really weirdly, and what fucking wait? There are a lot of questions <laughs> here. Uh, the the announcement was make sure that your seatbelt is firmly tightened around your hips. Okay, okay. okay. But we'll buy that. the way I heard it was make sure your seatbelt is firmly tightened around your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a new airline thing. Around <laughs> your head, that'll like, secure you. And it was so. It was so. It, it wasn't even ambiguous. It was like she actually said head in in my mind that I was like. I'm like, what? It really? So you started doing it. You started doing it. Did you like? Did the the crew have to go? There's a, there's a man in uh, seat A three. He's he's attaching he's, the seatbelt. He's his on hair. the floor. He's on his knees. He's put his head into the seat and he's tightened it around his head tightly, firmly, firmly yeah, around firm. my head. He's wearing yeah. a chair like a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he yeah. doing that? That's yeah. very strange. Sparkle. Mm, the first time I went to Ireland. Um, I, uh, I I was flying on a on a very cheap airline, uh, and I I decided to treat myself to a beer to um, uh, to, to you know stave off the misery of budget airlines, um, and uh, as, as as after I'd been served it, and uh, as I was just as as I'd opened it, um, the 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 stewardess uh, bumped me, and the, the beer <laughs> went into my lap, and so I had to sit for the rest of the flight. Um, in wet jeans, yeah, uh, and I arrived. Usually, that drink goes through you first before usually, you're sitting in your usually. wet jeans. And I, so if I, you're David Hasselhoff, though, that's just another day at the park. <laughs> and so I arrived in Dublin uh, <laughs> with a wet ass, with, with looking like I'd wet my pants <laughs> oh, dear. and smelling of alcohol. Yeah, well, so, so you would have passed relatively under pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's. A, I remember you and I, and possibly the three of us were on a flight because we were. 
we're on tour. We're a man bus god with touring somewhere, and we're on a flight. And uh, because that story reminded me of that is, I think Chris was sitting somewhere, <laughs> and you and I were sitting behind uh, a couple who had a kid. By the way, if you're a couple listening to this and you have children. Just don't, don't fly, fly with kids. <laughs> don't fly with kids. Let me explain something to you uh, while we're stopped in this moment. If you have a child, they will not benefit from a change of scenery. It's very expensive to travel with a child. What you do is you just take coloured cards and you change them and hold them up in front of the child's face. Yeah. And that is the same as taking them to a different country. Yeah. They don't need to travel to a different country. You could The same effect could be achieved by just plonking them in front of the television, maybe with some drugs. That's all a child needs. It doesn't need to travel on a plane and cry and inconvenience handsome travellers like ourselves. It yes. doesn't need to happen. So don't ever... And you know what? I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, oh, yes, yes, but we're not really taking our child on a trip. We're travelling with our child. And you know what? If you've had a child, the price you pay for having... Having a child is not to travel. Just take it on board. All I'm saying is that's a suggestion. Anyway, uh, we were um, we were sitting behind uh, 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 such couple uh, who weren't going to let their kids slow them down. You know the kind of couple who also go to your favourite restaurants. Yes. Cunts. Anyway, the um, controversial we, parenting uh, tips there. For- I'm just saying we can always cut that bit. But the. Um, <laughs> Uh, 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 we were sitting behind such a couple and um, their child uh, had milk. Oh, I remember this now. Their child had mm. milk and yes. um, like in one of those containers with a B on it or something. And um, <laughs> the, the child, because it's a child, I don't blame the child. Uh, the child was just uh, being a child and it spilt the milk, but it didn't spill the milk on its parents, which would have been funny. It spilt the milk backwards onto, well, mainly onto Mark. <laughs> who was who was sitting yeah. next to me? And I will tell you what, I I've seen I've known Mark for many 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 years now, and uh, I've seen him in various states of distress and anger. <laughs> but I, I possibly have never seen Mark so angry and disappointed as when a small child splattered him with milk. On uh, and not only that, but at the start of the plane, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was near the start of the and plane. And it was ride. it was horrendously early in the morning as yeah. well. It yeah, was the, it was the f- first flight I think out of Adelaide. Oh, um, that, so we were hungover. Yeah. We were hungover. Oh, we'd, we'd, that's worse. We'd, we'd, we'd been rocking out Sleep until drive. all hours of the morning yeah. um, the night before, and uh, I think we'd had an hour's sleep. Yeah, um, I think we actually had a little kip in the airport as well. Yes, uh, with our instruments. Oh. Um, but it, so, is, has there been a flight that you've been on, um, Sparky, that you haven't been drenched in some way? <laughs> very few, uh, very few. Yeah. It's, it would seem it's, it's two from two. Yeah. But as the, as the flight went on, because Mark covered in milk now, and as the flight went on, Mark's hangover and his rage yeah. heated the milk yeah. <laughs> so that it really, fem- you could smell it fermenting yeah. on him. Yeah. By the time he got home, he was covered in cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite disgusting. Yeah. It was disgusting for me because I wasn't, but I was sitting next to him yeah. and it was bad enough. Yeah. But poor, poor Mark, yeah. just a little science experiment next to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, 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 I have um, I have a, a, a thing that I would like to read. You have out. a piece. I have a piece. A piece? Okay. Um, I thought um, uh, because this show is our pilot show, um, uh, uh, I took it in a slightly different direction. Sparky, when um, when we're mixing this together, I would like uh, some kind of uh, classical quartet music under this this reading. Sure, we could arrange that. I just feel that classical quartet music under a reading 
just automatically makes everything better. Yeah. It, it gives it more yeah. gravitas. Yeah. So yeah. if we could if we could do that, we can arrange that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, that would be lovely. Okay. <clears throat> get the I'm going to assume together. that the music starts now. Delightful. Pilot Fish, an essay by James Hazelden. The first recorded essay on the pilot fish was written in 1545 by Lord Montague Brown. It was quite a simple essay. In fact, it was just the words pilot fish, written 456 times on a toilet door with a crayon. Lord Brown was not so much a scientist or a marine biologist as a crazy man who lived in a toilet. Yet the essay garnered favour overseas and was for some years considered the seminal work on the subject. There is a misconception that the pilot fish was named after a pilot because of its telltale tiny leather helmet and ability to speak like Biggles. <laughs> the truth is, it was named after its discoverer, Sir Edward Pilotfish. This brash adventurer and boutique owner registered the world's first pilotfish sighting when he spotted one swimming in the froth of his cappuccino in 1467. He rescued the little creature with a spoon and kept it in his wallet and the two were firm friends ever since. The pilot fish is thought to have strange aphrodisiacal powers, and if ground up and snorted, it makes the subject think barn animals are sexy 17th century courtesans. Consequently, this strange critter of the sea has grown extremely scarce in recent times, and is often seen wearing a false moustache to convince its would-be captors that it is not a fish at all, but Belgian artist André Matisse. <laughs> This works only until someone asks the pilot fish to render a simple landscape, at which point the pilot fish usually panics and tries to stab the attacker uselessly with its tiny fin. The best places to see pilot fish is in the water, in a fish shop, or on the television. The worst places to see the pilot fish is in space, under a wig, or in bed with your wife. The next time you come across this tiny miracle of nature, remember that it enjoys eating pickles and its favourite pastime is singing and jogging, but never at the same time. Pilot fish are not dangerous, but when approaching them, never turn your back on them and only stand after they have stood first. Good luck and happy pilot fishing. I'm learning so much. <laughs> No, it's just great. It's a really educational program. Yeah. I think that's very cool. Um, perhaps we should have a word from our sponsors at this point. Oh, I agree. Our dairy products will keep you in the pink. Enjoy our dairy products, pure and good to eat and drink. Try some dairy. I mean, that ties in well with the Mark story yes. about being, having milk spilt on him. Well, and that was exactly what that um, baby was trying to tell you, really, was... Let's try some dairy. It was I mean, an aggressive marketing campaign. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. People bathe in milk, man. So Some people. That's, yeah. yeah. Well, we've officially diverted from topic now. It's yeah. <laughs> exciting. Um, uh, I guess uh, well, if we're going to continue deviating. Um, yeah. I, I bought a... Uh, I, I, Chris, you know this story. James, you know this story. Um, I've, I've told so what do we do? We have to pretend to be well, excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can, I don't know, interject. Okay. Yeah. Well, All right, right. Fine. No, no. Um, so I bought a. Uh, I'm recently moved into um, a, f a flat. What? Yes. Is that, I'm helping. Okay. I'm interjecting. Yeah. Is that right? That, that was, was good. It was a loud interjection. So. Mm. Um, and so I, 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 you know, when you when you do that, you realize you how little furniture you have, um, you actually own mm. um, yourself, and uh, and so I had to. I've spent a lot of time at IKEA, which is awful. I hate it. I, I hate it. 
don't but understand we, IKEA because IKEA is trying to essentially sell convenience. Yeah. Because you know you put it together, and to be honest, the furniture is easy to put together. Oh, it's, it's simple. Fine. It's pretty cheap. Yeah. But the motherfucking stores are impossible to navigate. Oh. Like they're just full of assholes. Mm. Walking slowly. <laughs> yes. yes. We've just lost oh, IKEA. God. Response. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go on. And I decided uh, to treat myself and go and buy a nice sort of vintage coffee table to, to kind of, you know, cut the um, Ikea heavy uh, 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 appearance my, my flat's taken on. Wow. Uh, and so the guests can focus on the coffee table. Yes, right. yes. And so I, I, I went into the lost and found market on Smith Street in Collingwood here, a fine uh, establishment of vintage uh, This could be a sponsor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I found myself a nice uh, glass-topped uh, coffee table. Chris, I know if you're thinking there. Uh, I'm thinking, that's lovely. Yes. You could see the floor through that. You sure can. It's really? A I was thinking A bunch about, of other gear too. <laughs> I was thinking about defecating on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where uh, your mind was going. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I purchased this uh, rather, rather attractive... Uh, <laughs> coffee table and brought it home and then also at the same time needed uh some shelving to 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 store my um collection of dvds Mm. and so i went to ikea uh and uh and so while assembling those shelves uh i had my the my newly purchased uh coffee table which had been mine for about half an hour just um sitting nearby and the shelves that i'd now just assembled were, were were leaning up against the wall and uh, and I, I went to move another piece of furniture and watched in slow motion as <laughs> the, the, the shelves came crashing down onto mm. my coffee table that I'd owned for half an hour um, and smashing it into a million billion pieces. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I, I spent a long time just not saying or doing anything. I just stood. And then what I did was uh, I, <laughs> I, I turned around <laughs> And I closed my eyes <laughs> and, and I stood there for a while and I thought to myself, maybe when I turn around, <laughs> it won't have happened. And so I did that, but it had happened. Oh, and so damn. then what I did was walk into the kitchen yes. and I stood there for about five minutes yeah. and I thought maybe when I walk back, <laughs> it won't have happened. Yeah. Freud had a lot to say about Ooh, yeah. denial and repression. So I so I did that three or four times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, weeks passed, uh, and then and then finally on the fifth time, yeah, I I went into the kitchen. Yeah, and I stood there, and I, and I walked out, and it was still broken. But yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I was hoping it was it was suddenly fixed. No, because that would be magic. The no. coffee table fairies had been in the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was oh my, my God, that was done their work in a night. I'd say it was probably the most depressing thing that's happened to me in the last two weeks. You <laughs> wow. know, without um, anthropomorphizing mm. um, your DVD shelves, yes, um, I think uh, it was deliberate. Jealousy. Yeah, I think, I think the so. DVD shelves were going not you are not part of my family yeah, to the coffee right. table. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And because there have been times I, I um, have a lot of Ikea furniture in, in my house and mm. there are times where you walk in the room and see, say, uh, an, a nice um, a nice table looking sheepish in the corner mm. and just a, a vase smashed on the floor. <laughs> um, and that Ikea table, it knows what it's done, but... You know, there's no proof. Do you there know the no problem with those that. tables, though, is because they're only occasional tables. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. So they, they just get to a point where they go, well, I don't want to be a table for a while. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I want to go to Europe and backpack. Yeah. And they're out the door. I wrote a poem, though. 
Oh, really? Oh. Yeah, I oh. read a poem. Is it about your table? Yeah, it's a oh, poem. Oh, that's right. awesome. Let's Definitely hear it. Um, like to hear it. I, uh, it's, it's, it's called uh, Requiem for a Coffee Table. Okay. Nice. Will we, we need more classical music. Oh, there definitely. I think it should be sad at low, low, yeah. um, um, uh, when we're putting this. We'll make sad music. Yeah, sad, yeah, yeah. sad music. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And cue sad music now. Requiem for a Coffee Table. Hold your drink in your hand. Rest it low in your lap. Place it there on the floor. The table, once here, is now no more. You Swedish bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Oh, yeah, that's, that's short that's and sweet, but I liked it. I wonder if there is. I wonder if there is some... some uh, Swedish little, bastard. Know, there's no, there's some cultural uh, conflict yeah. going on. I think it was racism. I think it was racism. Well, essentially what happened was Sweden invaded the coffee table. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. it literally annexed it. <laughs> You know, I don't know what uh, sort of sort of like sort of like the Ottoman Empire. What nationality when the world was taken over by footstools? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure who the Swedes don't like. So I'm assuming are they are they neutral? They're pretty neutral. Switzerland. Switzerland. I I imagine that they're you know uh, there's no no conflict that comes immediately to mind. But I'm sure that they. Mm. They hate the Hungarians. I'm Pro- just saying. Wow. Whoa. Because Whoa. I, I don't want to. <laughs> you don't want to yeah. start World War Three here, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> really? Just... You're pitting the Swedish against the Hungarians? Well, the Is reason. Because they're both obscure and you know nothing of them. Yes. Right. Partially. <laughs> but also, the, the reason I think that um, Hungary came to, to mind was because you were talking about a coffee table. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, and often you put food on a coffee table. Yeah. Oh, um, and, um, and, and Swedes are also a food. So I was I was bringing all the foods oh, yeah. together. Swedish meatballs. <laughs> Some <laughs> Swedish meatballs. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was where I was at. Yeah, pretty much. Theatre of the World uh, podcast well, today was hmm. shut down by authorities after <laughs> some food-based analogies incited <laughs> hatred in no less than two European countries. Furniture hatred. Furniture what, hatred. A, what a I thrilling have, wander through Chris's mind that was. <laughs> I have to, while we're, while we're deviating, and I'm, I will really yeah. actually bring it all back around. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, oh, you'll, cool. you'll take cool. this okay. podcast gonna and wrap save this it. Up. I'm going to be circular. All right, bring it home. Bring it back. But, but uh, last night, I just wanted to share this this story with you because uh, it's still I find it amazing in my brain that that there are people like this. But I'm gonna again I'm gonna pick on the Europeans. Um, <laughs> so so <Whoa>. racist <laughs> this episode. The um, this is our first episode. I know. I'm you're really started. Opening, oh my god! I've essentially said that all parents are assholes, and you <laughs> hate the world. <laughs> and I get covered in beverages. Yeah, yes. all the time. You smashed an innocent coffee table with your poo, or whatever the story was about. <laughs> so last night I was walking past a a popular bar in uh, in Brunswick Street, mm. um, and uh, I won't mention it because they haven't confirmed their sponsorship at this point. But um, uh, as I was walking past, there were a couple of what I'm assuming are um, British back- backpackers. Mm. But essentially, the the bouncer was wanting to see some ID, mm. and clearly the young man who did look quite young, I would have asked him for ID, yeah. um, uh, was weird, explaining though. to the bouncer in a in a very petulant English tone <laughs> that. They don't ask for ID in London anymore. Oh, I didn't bring any because they don't ask for it anymore. Well, I, I, I don't know why you want it. Oh, just let me in. I was like, D- <laughs> really? They don't ask for ID in yeah. London yeah. anymore? Also, you're not in London. Yeah. 
And uh, what the hell? I mean, that's a great excuse. I mean, obviously, picking a fight with the bouncer is the best way to that's get yourself into. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a great way to make friends, and it's a <laughs> either that or it's a quick good logic, trip though, to a yeah. hospital. Yes. it's good logic though, because once he was in the bar, uh, presuming he got into the bar, he'd just be at the counter go, "Well, we don't pay for drinks in London. That's right. <laughs> we don't. Uh, we don't. There's no exchange of currency in favour of beverage in London. That doesn't work. That's it." Can you do me a favour? Yeah. That English character that you yeah. just created. I'm going to ask it a question. Can you respond? To uh, I'll try. I'll try. All right, ready? <clears throat> um, Ralph, where's your homework? Oh, that, they don't have homework in London. It's an all-purpose excuse. Yeah. That's what I like about That's it. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It works. It, gen- does- it really works. It, the only place it doesn't work is London. Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's true. Right? That's, that's you got to come up with something different in London. Oh, no, I reckon you could still get away with it. <laughs> you get away you with get, it in other get parts away with of it. England. Well, that's not how we do things here in London. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, know where, I don't know where you're from. <laughs> I can't believe in this day and age that they still have machine gun-led genocide in London. <laughs> I mean, what kind of world are we living in? It's crazy. I was in Australia. I was asked for ID and money for beer. Oh, my goodness. I'm a chimney sweep, governor. Oh, I, I clean your chimneys with hatred. <laughs> I'm the chimney sweep of hate. Yeah. Excellent. Right. I can't wait to find out more about Ralph. I like the adventures of Ralph. When I was thinking about um, this this particular topic, um, it occurred to me I, I've flown a lot, um, and I sometimes I've, in planes. No, ah! yeah. um, and uh, I've never really, I've never really got better at it. Um, you're not really an integral part of the system, yeah. champ. Yeah. You're, you're really just hitching you're, a ride. You're, you're just you're just weight. Yeah. <laughs> but look, I mean that, that is that's fair enough. You say that. But it is it is firmly my belief that a flight is not possible, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless you're a bird, uh, planes are not birds. This is this is a statement of fact. I mean, planes yeah, are right. not birds. That's true. Birds are flappy. Planes are, are rigid. <laughs> a rigid giant pieces of I metal. I hope you're all taking this down at home. Um, planes equal rigid. Bit, I have I have thrown bits of metal in the air. They don't stay up there. You should not be throwing bits of metal in the air, Chris. <laughs> have you been standing under them? That's the main question. A small paper plane thrown with a lot of force, right. very light thing, doesn't go very far. Certainly doesn't go to let's say New York. <laughs> doesn't go to let's say Sydney. To doesn't... take your um to take your analogy though. Yes. Paper is not planes. As planes are not birds. <laughs> but, listen. All right. There's, there's, there's a point to this. All, right? okay. All good. Okay. Because I'm about to go out and buy you a soapbox. Because I think, I think the only reason that we, that we can fly is because... We can't fly. <laughs> planes can fly. And as you pointed out before, we are not planes and planes are not birds. All right. Birds yeah. are not paper. Paper is not we. <laughs> The only, not the only reason that there is any kind of aviation is because humans believe it. <laughs> they just believe it. It's, it's, it's just a denial. It's a complete denial. It's like it's, it's everyone sitting around going, oh, yeah, well, I don't really understand how it works, but it obviously Well, works. you don't understand how it works. That doesn't mean everybody <laughs> doesn't understand. It's not a faith-based airline. So eventually... <laughs> I think uh, I think everybody just started to believe it. I mean, the Wright brothers were there; they were testing out the things, and everybody went. Well, everybody's going, "Nah, there's no way a man can fly." And then the Wright brothers got a little bit of flight, and they went, 
oh, shit, maybe we can fly. <laughs> People started to believe it and then they could. It's just the way oh, it Just worked. as a diversion, do you know who the, the Wright brothers' arch nemesis were? Uh, the, the wrong brothers. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so, what a great cartoon that would make. Yeah. Go on. Um, so uh, that, that's my belief is I think that um, we, we can only fly because everybody believes it and, and that if everybody went, actually, you know what? That's insane. That, that can't possibly work that all the planes will fall out of the sky at that point, right? So, um, so that makes me a nervous flyer. You know, yes. yeah. makes, makes, me nervous. makes me nervous to be in a room with you. What also <laughs> makes me a nervous flyer is that um, all of the things that I was, you know, sort of worried about that I thought these are ridiculous, ridiculous ideas. I once spoke to a pilot about <laughs> and um, hoping that he would debunk them all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, turbulence, not really a scary, dangerous thing, is it? Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't answer that question, um, just looked kind of unsure about whether he It was should... two in the morning and Chris was standing above him <laughs> as he was trying to sleep. See, I pictured this as uh, more not, not so much of Chris talking to the pilot, more shouting at him as the pilot walked <laughs> off down the street. <laughs> oh, no, this is while he was flying the plane. <laughs> okay. um, and the, the other question I asked about was, you know when you take off, you've got to kind of get a bit of a tilt to get up into the air. Yes, and so. I'd always thought, oh, well, shit, it'd be really bad if the bottom of the back of the plane scraped on the runway. That would be obviously damage the plane a bit. Um, and <laughs> I, said, I said to him, oh, that, I mean, that obviously never happens. And he went, oh, yeah, sometimes. And what? that was where I went. Flying is a dangerous I thing. I have to fly soon. Why are you telling me that? And, uh, <laughs> and so what, what, what I thought was um, uh, when I get onto a plane, uh, to to you know, I I do have that that fear, but then I go no, I have to I have to brace myself. I have to believe that this this will happen. That the man up the front will get this plane in the air, will fly it, and then land it somewhere else. And so, to to reinforce my faith, I <laughs> that's right. To reinforce my faith, I've it's re- faith I've re- reinforcement. Yeah, <laughs> I've um, it's shut a, up it's, of your faith. It's sort of a <laughs> it's a. It's a faithful reconstruction. Oh, um, God. Oh, Jesus, fuck. I wrote a prayer uh, for the pilot. A prayer for the pilot. A prayer yeah. for the pilot. Oh, wait, wait, before we start, we should, we should have music under this. Um, yeah, we, should have, we should have organ, organ music. Church music. Okay. Church, Church music. Yeah. The organ music would start now. Prayer for a safe flight. <laughs> oh, Mr. Pilot, bus driver of the sky, I hope you're not drunk. Or very tired, or having sex with a large-breasted stewardess in the cockpit, like in that video I found under my cousin's bed that time. I hope you're fully focused, well-rested, and with minimal libido. I hope that your window is clean and not fogging up, bracket. See previous (laughs) statement about large-breasted stewardess, end bracket. I hope you don't have a stroke or a heart attack or some kind of aneurysm. That'd be great if you didn't have those. In essence, I hope that you get us to our destination safely. Because I just don't believe those safety instruction demonstration tips are going to make an inch of difference when we hit the ground at a thousand miles per hour and turn into a giant white hot fireball. Amen. Um, that's, that's as good a place as any to uh, end this episode of Theatre of the World for this week. Where man bites God, I'm James. Mark. And Chris. And join us again next week for things. Good night. Goodbye. Find episodes and more at theatreoftheworld.com.
you, you don't like turbulence, but you're prepared to stir up enough of it between our friends, the Swedes and the Hungarians. <laughs> and by the way, how nervous can you be sticking your fucking hand out of a car? Oh, nervous, that's fine. Nervous flyer, nervous walker, just fine with sticking your arm out the window of a moving car. No problem with that. <laughs> 